What's up, everybody? This is Phil Rogacki. And I'm Jared Abergina. You're listening to Two Tree Guys Podcast. What's up, everybody? Phil Rogacki here in Asheville, North Carolina at Arbor Fest and uh, doing podcast shows with industry badasses, with manufacturers, uh, talking about products, talking about equipment, hearing their stories. Uh, in today's episode, we have a gear talk. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, performance chainsaw work, port work on saws. Um, and what we're going to be hearing today is from the Nobody Saw Builder Company. Uh, but before we get into this and hear about modifying and souping up uh, your saws and creating the, the max performance you possibly can get out of it, uh, tell you a little bit about the episodes that we have. Uh, we also, not only just our gear talk that we're talking about today, we have our uh, mini episodes. And in our mini episodes, we have different stories. We have What's Your Story? Uh, we also have, you know, tips from the top, wisdom, uh, informational, educational stuff that these industry badasses shares with us. We have our full length episodes, which is in our studio in Santa Rosa, California. If you guys are ever out traveling and want to come to one of those, uh, be a part of that podcast, hit us up and we'll get you on the show. And then we have our safety flashes or our safety talks. And what those are, are uh, we hear about incidents that happen in the industry and we talk about the controls and what could have been different and how do we make sure that this never happens again. Uh, and we put that out there to make our industry safer, uh, to give you guys knowledge. And, uh, you know, this podcast that we started, we don't get paid for it. It's not a business. Uh, people aren't sending us money. This is for you guys. Everything we put out there is for you guys that are listening to this right now to make our industry better, to make you better today than you were yesterday. Uh, so we have a fee for the show, and that's to share. Share. That's all we ask for this. So this uh, short podcast that you guys are going to have, we're going to talk about uh, the nobody saw builder here, Mr. Jonathan Hensley and uh, Tanner Bartree. The Bartree. Uh, my co-host here, a friend of ours, works for uh, the Academy and, uh, um, you know, it's been under Jonathan for many years learning from him and welcome. Welcome, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for having well, me. Well, let's 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 jump right into this talk and uh, tell us about the Nobody Saw Builder, uh, which is you. You're well, the nobody. Now everybody knows who the nobody is. <laughs> That's what we were trying to keep under wraps. Uh, well, they're going to know now here. You're going to get a lot more orders. So if uh, if anybody makes the correlation with the other podcast, and Jonathan Hensley, uh, they'll, they'll maybe make the connection. But I got a lot going on, and uh, I'm a maker, as we said in the other podcast. And being a maker, uh, I was exposed to some machinists in, in my younger years and, and just kind of always been enthused with machine work and how engines work and uh, lathes and milling machines and et cetera. Down in the basement, right? Down in the basement. The dungeon, we the call dungeon. it. The uh, dungeon. So don't do this for big bucks or trying to make a living off of it. Just uh, really do it to help fellow tree guys out. And it's fun, I'm sure. It's fun. I enjoy it. It's your maker. Yeah, I go downstairs and kind of put on some music and and tear into a chainsaw and pass some time away. It helps me detox, you know, mm -hmm. from everything else that's going on in the world. Uh, 
it's more of a hobby than uh, a yeah. source of income. I guess you'd say that. More of a hobby. Uh, obviously, can put a lot of hours. You know, I can put 20-some hours in the 500i. So, uh, well, let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about, you know, getting into this. Um, what made you want to start breaking these down and making them perform better? Uh, so coming into the the logging industry at a very young age and uh, the tree industry as well, just the, the want for a little more power. Uh, and and then you, you run across this one guy that's got a ported chainsaw and it kind of piques your curiosity and you're like, wow, man, that, that saw runs way better than my 372. What'd you do to it? Oh, I had such and such poured it, you know, well, what's that? Oh, they, they just do some grinding or something in the cylinder. Oh, okay. Well, how does that work? I, I don't know, man. He just does it. So, um, sparking my curiosity and I'm thinking, well, I want that. So you start seeking out guys in your local area that do performance chainsaw work or port work. At the time, there was a guy, his name was John Lorden, if I'm pronouncing that right. He worked at our local Husqvarna dealership there in Madison County, North Carolina. And uh, he'd do a little bit of performance work for some loggers and uh, purchased a few saws from those guys. And I'd go down there to pick his brain, you know, hey, man, what'd you do to that saw to make it do A, B, or C? I just do this or that. And I'm like, well, how much does it cost to do that? He's like, well, like 400 bucks, you know, for a, a full till like, work saw. And at the time, let's just be honest, you know, I was a young dad and trying to support a family. And $400 was hard to come by. It's just, I couldn't buy a brand new chainsaw and then turn around and give somebody 400 bucks to do some performance work to it. So I just dreamed about having ported chainsaws, you know, and, and go to these lumberjack competitions and they've always got some hopped up little steel saw there that mm -hmm. cuts like 16,000 RPMs throwing sawdust like 30 feet behind them and I'm like dang man I want a saw that does that uh, so the maker in me uh, understood engines and and I wanted to make it go better but I had no clue you know I had no clue how a two-stroke engine worked I had no clue how the port timings worked or what numbers goes into it. I didn't know what a squish band was. I didn't know what squish clearance was, compression ratio, uh, laminar flow. I had no idea, you know, any of that stuff. And so I started breaking eggs. <laughs> and I didn't make out uh, no omelets with them either because uh, there too many shells in them, you know. Nobody wanted to eat it. Yeah, a little crunchy. Yeah, so I started out with, you know, I'd do a muffler mod and I'd get some gains where my saw would be rich. You know, and I'd wind up melting the cylinder down because I didn't know how to tune it. And I'd be back down at the dealership, you know, hey, John, how'd you do this or that? Well, you got to give it a little more fuel. You know, you got to adjust your carburetor because you changed the parameters of how it was operating when you did that muffler mod. Okay. You know, I'm like, well, I did a muffler mod and it sounds just as good as your saw, but why won't it run any better? He's like, well, because you still got restrictions in the engine. Sound don't make power. You know, that's sound don't make sound power. Sound don't make power. Uh, I can take a, I can take a 1986 Chevrolet truck and put a set of glass packs on it, and it's really loud, you know. Uh, and there might be a dragster down at Greer Dragway that's making 1,500 horsepower. It's probably not as loud as that, you know, what 280 horse, 350 Chevrolet engine with glass packs on it. Mm -hmm. 
but it don't make as much power. Makes sense. So a lot of times guys do muffler mods, and it sounds like it's making power, but it's not making that much. You know, you get small increases because you increase the flow. And so that's what I was doing, and you know, I started doing muffler mods, and I'd feel like a, a three or four percent gain, you know, on cut speed and power torque. And then that led me to breaking into the saws and grinding on them not knowing how to chamfer ports correctly. I would wreck pistons and break piston rings. And sometimes I didn't, I did, had no clue what a timing wheel was. So I would grind the exhaust roof way too high and it would scream until you put it in the wood. Then it would fall on its face. And it's like, what am I doing? You know? So a lot of trial and error. And like I say, there just wasn't no access. There was no videos on YouTube, you know, 15, 16 years ago when I started really getting serious about port work. There just wasn't a lot of information, and the guys that knew it, it was top secret. I mean, this this is top secret stuff. Uh, people think tattoo uh, parlors will break your fingers for sharing information about building tattoo machines or setting them up or whatever. Dude, the saw building industry, the guys that do performance work, they they were very, there's not many of them either. They're very secretive. The ones that that they're actually working on saws, they don't share their numbers, they don't share their info. And but your guy at the Husqvarna dealer did. He did. Because he, he liked you. He had a relationship yeah, with him. Had a relationship. Well he shared just enough to get me where I wanted to be, but he didn't share it all. I liked that <laughs> after a while, you know. After, it sounds like some fishermen I know out there. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so I I guess to the root of it, it was just the the want for more power, but couldn't afford it at the time. You know, mm -hmm. didn't have that extra cash flow. And just kept working on them, kept working on them, and got got my hands on the two-stroke tuners. If anybody can get their hands on that and are interested in understanding how two-stroke engines work, how to make them perform, uh, getting involved with some people that built dirt bikes, built engines in general, and just trying to collect as much like I said in the earlier podcast, I'm a learner. Mm -hmm. No matter if you're a teacher or not, I'm a good learner, and I'll learn, and I'll perfect that. So... Uh, taking all the information that I could get from everybody and then I finally got a hold of a two-stroke tuner's manual and read through the whole thing. I think they're like 500 bucks for a little manual now. That, like You can get on eBay. These things are they're outrageous. They were like 20 bucks off the auto parts store shelf back in the day. Now you can't have one for under 500 bucks. Why is that? They don't they don't make them anymore, you know. So uh, if you get one, it's, collector's it's an old item. It's a collector's item, absolutely. And people would love to get their hands on them. But going through that two-stroke tuners manual, I started to understand, hey, this is why. And then just having that maker mindset, you know, understanding itemization of fuel, understanding compression ratio, understanding timing of ports, and and how all that engine works in correlation mm -hmm. to make power. Uh, and then you develop a theory. Anybody that, that works on two strokes, they have their own theory. And we could take 10 saw builders and I'm the least of all. I, I, I'm telling you, there's way better builders out there than me, way better. Uh, but you could take 10 of us here at this table today and everybody would have a different theory about how that saw should be built for max performance. Uh, but it boils down to is, is your theory correct? You know, is your theory relevant? Is your theory going to produce power? So uh, when I talk to people about port work, I kind of nerd out on them, you know, and I go to talking about this and this and, like, why do we polish the exhaust? Why do we texture the intake? Why do we put the transfers where we do? Why do we do all that? 
it's it's pretty involved. It's pretty detailed. It's an intricate intricate process. Uh, but to get people to understand, you almost have to be that maker. You have to have that mindset to where you can look at that thing with X-ray vision and see where the fuel's going. You know, understanding how to move air fuel mixture and to make max performance. Uh, so, so what goes into let's 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 talk about breaking down one of these saws. And of course, as you said, you know these uh, port workers. The makers, like yourself, they don't share everything. I don't expect you to share all your yeah. tricks of the trade. I will but just share break, enough. All right, share share enough to where what goes into kind of the start and finish of having a finished product, and and what do you get from the time it starts to the end performance? What's increased? Gotcha. Uh, there's been several dyno runs of some saws, and you could go on YouTube. Anybody can and and uh, look at. Uh, there's a guy that. I really enjoy watching his content. is It's Dino Joe mods. I encourage anybody to go in there because he he actually don't show you the porting process, but he's got some cool videos of saws that have been modified and ported, and he does dyno runs, and then he'll do a, a dyno of a stock 500i, and then he'll do a dyno run of a ported 500i, and the increase in gains are, you know, it's some some saws he's getting 50 percent increase you know like let's say an echo 4910 uh there's some of those saws ported with a set of numbers that i would put in it uh taking 40 thousandths off the squish band uh, moving the exhaust to 102 taking the intake uh, to maybe 75 or 76 uh, and if anybody understands chainsaws they'll kind of know what i'm talking about but can take that little 50 50 cc saw to about five and a half horsepower consistently. Wow. You know, you're, you're getting in the realm of a 50cc saw that's cutting with a 372. That's that's on par with stock horsepower for a 372. So wow. that's the need. All right, so for me, I'm getting older. I've been doing this for 26 years. Uh, and like I say, ported chainsaws at first out of necessity for myself because I wanted that extra power. But now that I'm getting older, I'm trying to build the smaller saw to do what the bigger saw will do so i'm carrying less weight my shoulders are not having to deal with that heavy chainsaw you know i would much rather take that uh, 2511 which weighs five pounds roughly compared to something that weighs close to 10 pounds a 201 you know it's so much easier on my wrists my elbows so if i can make that saw cut like a 201 why not if i can make a 261 uh, cut comparable to uh, a 562 Husqvarna, why not? You know, if I yeah. can make a 550 XP cut like a 562, that's less weight I'm great. That's that's less hanging off my body in a tree. So for me, it was kind of developed out of necessity. And uh, as I developed my skill set, got to where I was a decent builder. I've developed my own theory about two strokes, what works best. Uh, then guys like Tanner saying, "Hey man, build my saw." You know? I've got a couple uh, built by them. I mean, they're mean. They're mean. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not gonna lie, they're mean. Use them every day? Uh, no, I don't. No. Uh, when when I have the chance to use them, when I'm out in production, I definitely do yeah. use them. Yeah. You know, uh, every chance I do get, you know, I do use them, break them out, because everyone's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! What's that? What's you that? Know? Show yeah, me, show like, me. Can I cut with it?" It's like, no, sorry. <laughs> So, it's my baby. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, 
that's kind of how I got into it. Like I say, I don't have no business. I don't just I just do it for the good old boys kind of thing. Hey, yeah. you want a saw built? Call this guy, you know. Or, and there's a lot of loggers around home that'll hit me up. You know, I got several groups of loggers that'll, hey, I, you know, I just smoked a 046. Yeah, what do you want me to send to you? I was like, that's up to you. What do you recommend? I said, get a 500i, man. They're just lightweight. Power to weight ratio is great. And we can squeeze a little more out of it than what you get from the stock yeah. saw, and you'll be happy. So I build them up one, send them out. You know, you, it puts a smile on your face three or four weeks later when they've been cutting timber for, you know, eight hours a day, three or four weeks. They send you that emoji with a big smile saying, dude, this saw is awesome, you know. Yeah. Like, okay. And then they tell their buddy, like, you know, of course, when they're stumping something yeah. or sawing up in the landing and, What's the deal with that saw, man? Oh, I, I had Jonathan. He, he built that thing for me. I need his number, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so, how many saws you are you building per week or month? Ah, uh, I don't know. Is it is it turning into a full time thing? It could very easily. Oh uh, man, so it could very easily turn into. It. Is is that what you truly want, though? No, I don't know. You know, I feel like if I just, I mean, at this point. I could probably go full till chainsaw builder. I could, you know, I could put me up a little building and, and put all my equipment in there and just do it full time. Because like you said, there's not enough people. Imported saws have met the world, right? Mm-hmm. Who don't know about ported chainsaws? You know, um, like I'm, some ideas come to my mind, you know, putting it out there. Cause it is, it's, you gotta he, know somebody he, to know somebody to get to something. He's down to come to California, man. You know, maybe, yeah. maybe there's a course <laughs> or a class and sir. I'm, now how does steel and Husqvarna feel about what you're doing? Uh, an echo. <laughs> this might be TMI, but Walt Rose over here at the Husqvarna booth, uh, told me if I'd build him a couple of saws, he'd give me a couple. All right, all <laughs> so, right. That's, that's how they feel about that's it. That's fair trade. That's yeah. fair. You know, Walt's like, hey, if you'll do up a three seven or a, a five seventy two and a five fifty XP yeah. for me, I'll hook you up with a saw if that's fair enough for you. Does Jared you want know. a saw? Don't know. I yeah. think I'm sure Jared wants one build. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. And 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 a little bit about my build <laughs> strategy is, you know, there's uh there's tons of guys that, that that build chainsaws and you can find them you know you got john's custom saws you got because they're they're on social media they're easy to find uh and they're all going to preach their strategy and man whatever works for him whatever works for mastermind whatever works for rattler saw works that's they've developed their theory Um, what's your theory my theory is is uh i think i understand how that (laughs) engine works and I'm gonna help it work as efficient as it possibly can. Yeah. Uh, to put that on a whiteboard, uh, I, I guess we, we'd have to download that into your brain to understand what I'm saying. Uh, I think it could be taught in a class and understood, but we're talking, you know, three or four days worth of class, and I think you would walk away with an understanding of that's why that guy does that. Uh, are you, are you going to put on a class out in California for three or four days? Maybe. I'd love to. That'd be cool. I mean, is to. anybody else doing that? Nobody. Be the first. That's the kind cool. of stuff you get your fingers broke t- t- for. T- you I'm know, telling all the you. chainsaw porters gang up on you because <laughs> you're, you're, you're making their business. You know, The more guys that know how to port chainsaws, let's be honest, 
that handful in the U.S. that's doing it. Uh, you got Rip Saws, you got uh, Red Beard. Uh, I think yeah. Gordy at West Coast Saw used to do some. Uh, you know, I like Gordy's stuff. Yeah, I've seen some of his stuff. It's it's good. But to me, uh, I'd say this: like most people, go crazy with compression. I don't go crazy with compression, and uh, it would take a whole class to understand static compression and why we don't go 240 psi. You know, I'm, where most people would deck a cylinder. 40 thousandths i might deck it 20 25 27 30s 30s a lot of times my max Uh, but i could teach a class in physics on how static compression will hurt you if you go so far you know so uh, trying to get our audience to understand that over a microphone would be tough so what let me ask you over a microphone let's do this before we end the show here um what's some information or just some tips you can give people running their saws that they can make some small modifications on their own or do to get a better uh, performance on a daily basis. Small disclaimer, the EPA has some pretty hefty fines for tampering with carburetors or exhaust on chainsaws, so do it at your own risk. Disclaimer. Yes. You heard it. Uh, But a muffler mod, I don't know if you can see that one on that 500i -hmm. there. Uh, helps flow it helps get some heat out of the cylinder Uh, if we you know we don't want to be the bad guys here but if we just be totally honest uh, the EPA puts pretty heavy restrictions on steel and Husqvarna and I talk to some of their guys engineers all the time you know uh, especially Husqvarna know quite a few of those guys been to the lab several times Uh, had some influence on how some things were done 540T, yeah. that chain break, honeycomb, that was me. So the rebounding kill switch, that was me. Cool. Helped influence that. Uh, but, you know, a muffler mod, a good air filtration system. Uh, but other than that, you know, the, the exhaust is on one side of the saw, the filtration's on the other. That's the only thing you can modify a stock saw without going in internally. So, like, if you go to a max flow, you might move more air through the carburetor or fuel injection than a stock air filter. Uh, If you mod the exhaust, you're going to be able to evacuate more heat uh, out of the saw, which will increase life. The reason that the exhaust and the air filter is the way it is is because the EPA dictates to these guys. They they have to pass strenuous uh, admissions. and, and I would dare say a good ported saw that was running uh, right on the precipice of uh, the lean air fuel mixture probably is not going to emit any more hydrocarbons than a stock saw. But a ported saw not tuned properly would definitely emit more hydrocarbons mm-hmm. than, a, than a stock saw. So Got it. that goes back. The, the 500Is, the 572s, all these auto-tuned saws, they're going to adjust their selves. You know, that auto-tune carburetor is going to compensate for the port work that you do. It's going to operate at max efficiency. Good. We're just running it cooler, more efficiently. Good. Less glitter. Less, Less glitter. glitter. <laughs> Would this be glitter? or? Well, that's a necessity. That's, that's a not, necessity. Yeah, that's, <laughs> to, be, uh, to be progressive in our regression, we need to produce faster. Like so like I'll define glitter right here for this saw. If you take that stock 500i and you throw a bark box on it, that's glitter. That's glitter. <laughs> that's glitter. It ain't you, doing nothing some, for you. Let, let's give Gordy a, 
a pat on the back. You do get some performance gains with that. I think it's like maybe, yeah. I think it goes up to 8%, yeah, possibly like 8% that. gains. So okay. so to give you a little detail on that, if we do a muffler mod, you know, let's, let's base this on circles. Let's say we're pushing air through circles or pipes. If, if I open a pipe up to four inches, then I reduce that pipe down to two inches or even an inch, and then I open that pipe back up to four inches, I can only move what the two-inch pipe will carry, right? So if I open up the rear end of the saw and the front end of the saw, it don't change what can get through the restrictions in the engine, the ports. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we can get sound out of the front and some gains, but when we go into the saw and bump up the compression, uh, change the timing numbers, you know, the exhaust timing, the intake timing, and the blowdown, which is the transfer timing. When we modify that to fit our theory, every saw builder has a different theory. I'm a low, I'm a long blowdown guy, you know, research that. Some guys are short blowdown. Some saws, I believe, short blowdown's better. Uh, but, you know, it all boils down to two-stroke theory, and that's where that two-stroke yeah. tuner's handbook would help people understand what, how long is your transfer tunnel. You know that'll that'll affect your blowdown phase. Okay. You know, short short uh, transfer tunnels don't need a long blowdown phase. The longer uh, tunnels need a longer blowdown phase or a shorter blowdown phase to evacuate all that. So, uh, like I say, that would be a conversation with a whiteboard. We we've in got front of us. yeah we've we've we need to do some whiteboarding. We need to do some more classes and courses and education and videos like yeah. i said any videos you want to create you send me and i'll i'll start i'll start posting them for you out there uh cool. we can put it out there but uh you know uh before before we hang up here or be done with the show uh if somebody wants a port saw do they contact you or do they got to go through somebody to go through somebody to get to you yeah. how would you like that i like being hard to get a hold all of. right he's hard Thanks. to get a hold of guys uh jonathan hensley uh, if you want to get a hold of them, you got to know somebody to know somebody to know nobody. That's right? it. That's it. So get find find that person out there, reach out to them, and see. And if uh, you're you're worthy enough of them, they may uh, share your name and contact number to to get a saw modified. But appreciate you sharing your knowledge and Absolutely. information on Gear Talk, Tanner. Thank you for being a co-host. Hey, Amen. Any 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 time I can be a part of being right beside Johnny I'm gonna be there man. <laughs> well guys listen if you got something out of the show today share it you know don't take it and keep it to yourself uh, give back uh, that's the fee for it and uh, we appreciate you guys listening always supporting the show uh, and remember to continue to elevate the standard of the industry through safety training and innovation, innovation. see you guys next Thank time you. bye Thank you.